Hello, PodFam. And hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am good. How are you, Laura? Oh, pretty good. I am just brewing a cup of tea here. Uh, Are you drinking tea today? I am. I have a lemon balm tea. Ooh, that sounds good. It's really good. It doesn't taste very lemony, so I'm not actually sure what it is, but, you know, it does the trick. Do you have some um, name brand tea over there, or is it like the real stuff? It's the real stuff. Um, You know, it's the organic herbal tea. Okay, that's acceptable. Yes. You know I'm a tea snob. I I definitely do. (laughs) What tea are you brewing right now? So I am drinking hot yoga. Ooh, I thought that you ran out of it. No, I had one little spoonful left. So I had to brew it up just for this episode. It's a nice spicy cardamom, cinnamon, and ginger tea, and it really warms you up on a nice cold evening. That sounds amazing. I'm, you know, every everything that happens, I'm like, wow, this podcast was meant to be, you know? Really? Yes. You had the one hot yoga left. It was just magical, right? It really was. It's not like I'm drinking the exact same tea I was drinking on the last episode. I wouldn't lie like that. No. That's a lie. That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) We don't lie. Little angel over here. Angel. Angel. (laughs) Yes. It's like Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Lie about the tea. No, don't lie about the tea. Don't lie about the tea. (laughs) Lie about it. All right. So if you are new here, which you may be because it's only episode two, Laura Even and we're I new here. Huh? <laughs> Even we're new here. I <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'm trying to be all like cute and fun, okay? Sorry. Anyway, you, you do the intro, okay? Just do the intro. I'll shut up. All right. So Laura and I are lifelong best friends. We have known each other since I was four and she was eight. We grew up together in the pony world. Or for those of you that do not know what that means, we are equestrians. So basically – pony world might resonate a little bit more. Pardon? The pony world? (laughs) Pony world. You know. It's more (laughs) – Okay, well, they're going to think that we live in, like, my little pony land, okay? Okay. Okay. But as we were saying, uh, yeah, so we have known each other for a very, very long time, and we are basically joined at the hip with our daily phone conversations, and we have traveled together, and now we are working together. Yes, I'm really excited about this new little venture that we have. And essentially all we're doing on this podcast is we are literally recording our phone calls. Um, This is stuff that we talk about daily, all day, every Mm day. And, you know, if you just need someone to drink and have tea with, I mean, you don't (laughs) have to drink tea. You can totally drink whatever you want. If you want some wine... Have some yeah, wine. have some wine. We don't care. Like we're just having tea because if we drink too much, we won't be able to speak. No, because our tolerance has gone to maybe half a glass of wine. Yeah, I miss that uh, university liver. That was that was a good time. <sighs> good times. I'm like two ciders, and I'm like, whew, it's a, it's a wild night having two ciders. Your your face is feeling a little hot. It is. So back on track. 
Yeah, you can tell that we university. <laughs> yes, you can tell that we have a bit more of a playful approach to this episode. And oh god, is- the cat! <laughs> huh? Sorry, the cat <laughs> is trying to break down my fort. <laughs> All right, I, this this episode is going to be fun to edit. Yes, it will be. All righty, is she behaving? Um, I think so. Before we jump into the episode, we are just going to add a little disclaimer that we are going to be jumping into topics around health, wellness, and fitness. And this is about our experience with these topics, but we do want to warn people that there is potential for a trigger. So Rachel, what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we are going to be taking a bit of a playful approach into the top lessons that we have learned regarding our health and wellness in our 20s. Oh yeah, that's that's a journey all right. That, that really is. Sometimes I think back to 20-year-old Rachel and I really question what she would do. Yeah, and- In multiple you know, from- facets, <laughs> but mostly, mostly in- health and wellness. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, leading up to recording this episode today, I was thinking about, you know, back in first year Laura and what she did. And I was just like, wow, that's, that was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Didn't know what I was doing, but I, it was fun. <laughs> just God bless them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were we really honor something. Them. They have a special place in our hearts. And, uh, yes. you know, we all, we all start somewhere on our health and fitness journey. We do. So today we each have three that we were going to touch on and we're just going to go back and forth. So do you want to go first or should I go first? How about you go first? Alrighty. My pretty much number one that I've learned is stop buying the spinach. (laughs) Like seriously, the sheer amount of spinach and other various vegetables that I have bought because the world says that you need to have these in your diet in order to be healthy is astronomical. And I have probably eaten none of it. And then I just feel bad because it sits in my fridge and it watches me. I mean, it doesn't, but it feels like it does because I feel guilty. It watches you eat that pizza, doesn't it? You know what? Especially the worst was in university when you were in the middle of exams and you hadn't eaten a good meal in two weeks. And you would order your mm-hmm. fifth domino pizza, fifth dominoes of that week. And you just know that those vegetables are in there and they are rotting and they're sad. They're judgmental rotting. They really are. So basically to round that out, my top lesson is actually buy the food that you enjoy and that you're going to like to eat because there's lots of vegetables and lots of different ways that you can get the exact same nutrients that you would get from the vegetables that you hate. And absolutely will not eat. So question for you. Okay. Um, do you find now, I know we're, we're not going to get too into our uh, current habits mm-hmm. with food, but do you find that you now you eat a little bit more of a balanced diet where before were you eating um, more of like a yo-yo, like you'd kind of hit the health food for a while and then fall off and get back on it? Like what... Yes. What do you think changed? Yes, definitely. I think that now I have a way better balance where if I want to eat a chocolate bar, I'm going to eat a chocolate bar. But at nighttime for dinner, I'll make 
like a soup that has a bunch of different root vegetables and a good protein source and such. And I found that it's really helped my perception of my health because it gives you a new perception of how to approach your health that doesn't feel like you need to restrict. Because I was definitely on a yo-yo before because I got it in my head about all of these different fitness goals I wanted to achieve. And I would buy the spinach if we're going to tie it back to that because I would make a lot of smoothies. And for periods of time, I would just have smoothies for breakfast and lunch. And then the next week, I would be like, throw that all out the window and buy some mini eggs and pizza. Yeah, yeah. And I think now like uh, with your uh, fitness journey, it's a lot more consistent Mm -hmm. because you're just – you're. it's not like you're trying to – um, not that you were ever crash dieting, but you know you're not flipping between all health and nothing. You're just kind of okay, health, but a little bit of fun, mm-hmm. and you still see results. You know, it's not like uh, you have a piece of pizza and you know your your hard work goes out the window. It's it's fine. It's you're just enjoying mm-hmm. your life. And I definitely think I've honestly seen the best results with this balance over mm-hmm. before because also in a way with how I was eating when I was on that yo-yo. When I was eating healthy, I was not eating enough. Yeah. And then that would kind of flip the switch and be like, okay, I'm starving. Like, give me the closest carb that I can yes. find. And usually that wound up being pizza. <laughs> it's always pizza. Pizza is always the answer. It's just, it's, it's just so accessible. Just mm-hmm. Domino's. It just gets to your door in like 10 minutes. It's beautiful. Yep. That's true. So what is your number one? Uh, so I think my number one, I'm going to go with um, kind of back in the university days when, you know, in your tuition, whatever that all entailed, you sometimes got a gym membership and access to good facilities. And then if you looked into it a little bit more, there was actually a lot of scheduled uh, fitness programs. Now, this was something like in my first two years, uh, I was still kind of discovering working out, I was really active my whole childhood and up until going to university. And um, that's kind of when I started doing a bit of like the the Pinterest Mm -hmm. workout back in the day. But it wasn't until my third and actually almost my fourth year, uh, fourth and fifth year, that I actually kind of took advantage of the services that were at schools. Like we had two fantastic Mm -hmm. gyms And then um, for free, I was actually able to sign up for classes. And the best thing I ever took was this introduction to yoga. Okay. Now, yoga had been something I kind of dabbled in over the years. But, you know, it was always that one-off, I don't want to say like not real yoga, but you didn't really know what you were doing. You're like, I'm just doing these fancy stretches. Yes. So I kind of got to a point where I really did want to learn how to do yoga properly. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, lo and behold, my university was offering an intro class. So for about four months, I did everything from like super basic yoga Mm -hmm. up until like advanced and each week was building. So it was just a great uh, thing that, you know, I wish I knew about earlier. So, you know, if you're still in school and just look into that kind of stuff, if you are looking for fitness uh, motivation, especially because I knew every Wednesday night I was going to go into my yoga class. Mm -hmm. And do you just 
side note, quick question. Do you think that by taking advantage of the gym membership itself along with the different scheduled classes that it helped you understand how to properly structure workouts for you? Yeah, and I think it was kind of um, – uh, I don't know if you can relate to this, the university gym. Oh, yeah. It was uh, a bit terrifying mm-hmm. at first. Um, I, you know, as, as a girl, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do like the the crunches, the aerobic stuff because, you know, I'd love to learn how to use uh, weight machines, but there's like a lot of like juice head guys yeah. there and I feel like they're going to judge me. Um, so it did take me a while to kind of venture into that side of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but was what was really great is because of your class schedules, you know, it doesn't really matter what time you go. And so a couple friends of friends of, of mine and I, we would kind of meet up at the gym. Mm-hmm. And even if we only did like half hour, 45 minutes, we kind of gave each other the courage to walk into the weight room and, you know, play around with the squat machine, play around with the weights and cable machines. So it was kind of a good introduction. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had it earlier. Yeah. Having a good gym buddy, especially in university, is key. Yeah. And it's definitely that that motivation. And, um, you know, going back to the classes, that was definitely key for me. And then, you know, I knew on Fridays, uh, a friend of mine and I, we had the same uh, spare uh, free time. So we would always take our gym stuff with us to school that day and and actually do a little workout Mm -hmm. so I definitely say that's the that's the start of uh my my gym experience that sounds pretty similar Uh, to mine really yeah yeah I always found too especially at my school it was next to impossible to get to the weight room not be Eventually, I wasn't scared of it anymore, but just the sheer number of those juice head guys that would take up every single squat rack. Oh, it was crazy. It was like a jungle in there. It really was. The number of people that would be packed into the weight room, it was insane. I know. You wouldn't see it during COVID times, that's for sure. No, definitely not now. Um, So would you say that university was kind of the first time you stepped foot in a gym? Yes. The first time I stepped foot in a gym was in my first year and I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. You kind of feel like a deer in headlights and you feel like everyone is watching you and judging you. But really, like, I don't think anyone ever cares what someone else is doing in the gym. Unless you're like that really loud grunting guy, then I do notice you. And then I do judge you. Oh, I totally judge you. Um, but (laughs) as long as you're like, you know, doing your thing and respectful in the gym, everyone else is doing their own thing. Like I know I've never really noticed what other people are doing, Mm -hmm. but I think in our own heads, we're always like, oh my God, they're watching every movement. And what if I'm not doing it right? It was just a good introduction. Um, I'd been playing around with like little fitness programs at home before, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, that was kind of where I had my first gym experience. I love that. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your number two point? My number two is that for me personally, anything in health and fitness that has to do with numbers is a very – it triggers a very obsessive component of myself. And over time, I've learned that even – do you know those MyFitnessPal apps? Yep. That track your – like your steps? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yes. a Fitbit kind of thing? Yeah. So uh, at least for my phone, I just have an app on it. But I've even had to stop looking at the number of steps that I take in a day 
because I've noticed that throughout my journey from my first year of university until now, which is a pretty lengthy period of time, any point in my journey where I focused on counting my macros or counting how many steps I took in a day or counting how many calories the like treadmill would say that I had burned that day if I was running for 30 minutes or whatever, it would trigger a part of me that really folk like hyper focused on those numbers. And like it kind of became your life a little bit. Yeah. And I would uh, like usually it tying actually back into my first point is that if I started obsessing over the numbers, I was also obsessing over the food. Right. So they definitely go hand in hand. Yeah. So I would start, that's usually when I would get on my, okay, we're going to have a lot of smoothies kick. And then obviously it eventually wasn't sustainable. So then I would completely drop the numbers and I would drop the healthy eating. So basically what I've learned over time is that at least for me personally, using that as a measure of my progress is not effective. And I've moved more into how do I feel, especially when I wake up in the morning? Do yeah, I know that's definitely important. Yeah, like do I feel energized to take on the day? When I eat something, do I feel energized after? Right. Because when I have been all over the place with my food and my exercise, there will be – it's some days I'm great and some days I'm not where now I'm finding a good balance where my energy level is pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you um, ever weigh yourself or do you just kind of completely throw all the numbers out now? I I do not weigh myself because that was – especially when I was younger – that was something that I would think about a lot. And it was a big lesson to learn that in weighing myself, it wasn't actually reflective because majority of my body mass was muscle. Right. And, you know, uh, I think weighing, I'm same with you. Like, I I don't even remember the last time I even owned a scale, let alone weighed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fitter I was, the heavier I was. So it's such like an arbitrary number. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this, and you feel like the scale kind of has you, honestly, my recommendation is just get rid of it. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's it's really our relation to gravity on earth. Yeah. Um, that's it. And, you know, going back to your point, it's how are you feeling when you wake up? How are you feeling after a workout? How are you feeling um, uh, after you eat something, you know? Is it a day where you're going to push through a crazy cardio session or do you just want to go for a walk or take a rest? Mm -hmm. You know, numbers, they really don't mean anything. Yeah, because some days you have the energy and the capacity to do 10,000 to 14,000 steps, but some days you don't want to. No, and you know what? That is okay because, you know, the next day when you're feeling it, Maybe you're going to go out and do 30,000. Who knows? Exactly. And you're going to get probably a way better workout for your body and also your mental health than you would by forcing something just because you feel like you have to. Absolutely. So that wraps up my number two. What would you say yours is? Ah, So my number two is don't fall for the Instagram ads. And I'm not really talking about the influencers. Well, I am, but um, that is a whole different can of worms, I think, following influencers. Mm -hmm. But 
for this one in particular, I'm going to talk about the products that they sell because I have definitely fallen for it over the years. And uh, one in particular, you might remember this because I'm pretty sure I made it for you after a crazy night of drinking. Okay. Was the Fit Girl Tea, the Skinny Mint, Skinny Mint. That's what it was. I feel like you definitely Um, did make that for me. Yeah, do you remember that? I do. Because you know I'm a tea fanatic, so if I could be fit and skinny with tea, fuck, I was all over that. Yep. Um, So yeah, that was the first Instagram ad that I fell for. Mm -hmm. And really, it was like a detox tea. And it just kind of made you go to the bathroom a little bit more. You weren't actually Uh, losing weight. It was one of those. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of empty promises. And uh, that was not a good thing. (laughs) That was definitely not one of my better financial decisions. (laughs) But, you know, it was looking at all the influencers and everyone was selling this tea. So I was like, well, I like tea. I'll get it. I'm fit. And then the next thing was the fitness program. And I don't know if you can relate to that one at all, but this was, so I don't want to date myself, but (laughs) yeah, I would have bought this one probably in third or fourth year university. And it was kind of pre apps. Like, you know, everyone has a fitness app now, but before that, before the apps, we had downloadable PDF booklets. I do remember those. Yes. And uh, do you know how much I spent on a uh, workout booklet? I'm going to assume because I also did this, that it was around like 80 American dollars. Um, I'm pretty sure. So this was an Australian book. Okay. And this cost me, I believe, around 125 Oh, yeah, for a university student, I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought this book would have all the answers for me. And um, I'm, I'm not going to say the name of the of the book because I think it was the important thing is that the type of workout that this influencer was advertising mm-hmm. was not suited to me. Yeah. And it, it kind of came off like I was like, oh, I can do all this. I can do all this. But the style um, was just... It was kind of an in-between of home workouts and gym workouts. Mm-hmm. So the structure of it was not really um, ideal for what I like to do in a workout. Okay. Um, and then also just the equipment that you needed, I I didn't really have. So I was kind of doing like unsafe movements on a, on a bar stool because I didn't have a bench. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't, I don't want to knock, not like, like buying um, – fitness programs because I think if you find something that works for you, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. In this case, this is a $125 PDF that I don't think I made it past week one because I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. And I think jumping off of that too, there's a lot of research that I would rec- – and you probably feel the same way – that I would recommend that you do to actually find which program works for your body. Absolutely. Because- and I think – yeah, yeah. Uh, finish your point there. Yeah, because I've used – I'm using one now that's actually from an influencer and it's working really well. But the thing is, is that we have very similar body types. Absolutely. I think that's definitely key, what you said there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so with this program that I had bought, you know, I really wasn't 
sure what I liked in a workout yet. I was still kind of experimenting. Mm -hmm. So I think I just jumped the gun a little bit by buying that program without really figuring out what I like to do and accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that wasn't the last fitness program that I've bought. Um, I am going to name drop this next one because it's my favorite and I've done it. I don't even know how many times. It's the Sarah's Day uh, Sweat It to Shred It and okay. uh, Sweat It Reload. I love those programs. I love uh, following Sarah and um, her style mm-hmm. is so similar to what I like that, you know, I'm excited to do that. It's it's a, it's a structure that works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Once you find someone that one is comparable to your body, but also matches something you already love to do. It, mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I would recommend. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a lot of the time with today's technology, you know, you don't really even have to buy programs. I mean, if you're if you're super dedicated to that person, mm-hmm. absolutely support them, um, and 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 do that. But if you're still discovering what you like to do, there's YouTube, there is Pinterest, there is so much that you can look at and get inspired from Mm -hmm. that you don't really need to go out and think that you need to sign up for all these programs and and do all this stuff um, when you don't even know what you like. Yes, I I definitely agree with that. And I feel like we could do just a whole episode on Instagram and fitness. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, we could really go down a rabbit hole there. Yes, but we're not going to do that today. So let me know what your tip number three is. All right. Mine is a uh, another very self-aware one and you can probably relate to this, but girl, you need to eat before you go drinking. I think we can all relate to that one. Yes. I mean, everyone's got, everyone's got a story on that one. We do. And I mean, you can't go drinking right now. Please. Please. No, no, please. You know, don't don't go out to the bars. Stay home. Don't, don't go to parties, please. It's not safe right now. In our post-COVID world, we can all go out and have fun. Yes. But sadly, we have to stay home right now. But, you know, even for those Zoom parties, eat some bread, please. Yeah, I heard you got a, got a little lit on that um, Zoom birthday party last weekend. I did, but you know what? I ate some food and I felt okay the next day. Perfect. That yes. is the main thing. You've, you've come a long way. Yes, because I feel like our older listeners, we've all been there. We all know, but I'm just going to, this is very directed towards our younger listeners who might still be in university. Just eat the pasta. Doesn't matter what it is. I think I used to make like honestly a giant pot of pasta and just I don't even know if it had sauce on it. I think I just think the noodles, just so I would have something in my stomach and you know wouldn't be uh, fucked the next day. Exactly because you know what? It's not worth it. The crop top is not worth it. <laughs> crop top's not worth it. You can have pasta and wear a crop top. Okay, everyone. Um, there is no rule that you don't have to eat before going out in a crop top. No, you're going to have a way better time all around. And a much better morning. Yes. Yeah. Can, I add, one more, can I add one more tip onto your uh, eat before drinking? Absolutely. Before you go to bed, drink as much water as you can. Yes. I never used to do that. It really is the cure-all to the hangover. It that really and is. A, that and a McDonald's burger the next day. Ooh, yes. But it's like, how did it take so long to learn that lesson? That's my question. That's one of those trial and error things. 
It really is, except when you're in university, you don't actually really trial. <laughs> it's all error. <laughs> it's just all error. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, what is your last one before we close out? All right. So my last tip is kind of going back to uh, the structured workouts. Um, you know, when I first started working out, it was a new territory for me. I had been super active. So it just really wasn't a thing that I had thought about. I was so busy in my life pre-university that uh, I didn't think that, you know, I should, you know, schedule activities. Um, mm -hmm. I just was always doing activities. But of course, you know, you enter into first year, whole new life, uh, new schedule. And I I didn't want to lose any of my fitness. Um, so that's when I kind of decided that I needed to start doing something that was outside of my regular activities mm -hmm. just so like I could stay healthy and you know this was in 2011 that I was in first year it's not like we had Instagram like uh yeah there was YouTube but social media was you know it was we were still on Facebook at the time you know we hadn't discovered Instagram or Snapchat and this whole other world so it was a little bit harder to kind of, um, at least I found, learn how to work out. Mm -hmm. And so Pinterest actually became my best friend. So, <laughs> and I don't know, you, you've seen the Pinterest workouts, like the one, the one pager of do this every day and you'll have a six pack. Yes, I've seen that. Oh yeah, I believed it. Those are still <laughs> going around. Oh, they. I know they're still going around, but you know, uh, I was... Like, okay, if I do this one thing three times, I'll be good. Yeah. I'll be good. You'll be so, good to go. You know, it, it really started off with a lot of experimenting. You know, I tried a little bit of running because I used to do a lot of um, sprinting and track mm -hmm. back in school and thought, oh, well, maybe I, you know, I run fast. Maybe I can run a distance. Mm -hmm. That didn't really work for me. Um, and yeah, just kind of kept dabbling in things and really that's kind of what you have to do um to discover yeah. what you like you know over the years I've tried lots of different kinds of workouts I've tried uh kickboxing yoga pilates uh you know following people on their aerobics I've done the weights done um some team sports and lots of kind of activities like that mm -hmm. and until you can really structure anything, you just have to throw a wide net and then narrow it down from there. Uh, yeah. I think it's a lot easier for people today to kind of do that kind of stuff only because mm -hmm. there's so much inspiration to draw from. Yeah. Def well, I mean, I went to school in 2014 and Instagram was a thing then. So I had, I mean, it was the start of the top fitness influencers today but there was just all of that in one place so yeah, like it was probably learned about circuits and uh, repetitions a little bit sooner than I did on our on our respective mm -hmm. fitness journeys. yes because especially when I think a lot of those original fitness pages started everyone was very into the, the circuits yeah it was all about hit at the time if I recall correctly yes hit and ab circuits oh yeah well we're still about the abs and the booty Ugh, I love the booty workouts. <laughs> so 
uh, like I said, you know, I had to experiment with a lot of things. And then I kind of found my niche and that was very much a Pilates yoga-based style. Uh, It just works for my body. Do a little bit of cardio here and there. Um, But then you kind of look at structuring your workouts in a different way within that realm. So Mm -hmm. it was then becoming, okay, today's Monday. Well, it's leg day. Um, Tuesday, it's abs. Uh, Wednesday's cardio. So that's kind of like my my progression there. You know, I didn't know what I was doing at first, but then mm-hmm. as I niched down and found out what I liked, then I was kind of able to expand and make sure that I was, you know, giving each part of my body the right attention to kind of have a nice, well-balanced workout. Yes. And I think figuring out the right workout split for you also takes a lot of time and it changes Absolutely. as well. And, and I think... Um, the amount of time that you dedicate to working out because school was such a predictable thing mm-hmm. where once you're out of school, you're going to have weeks where it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you, you can't hold that against yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's other weeks that, you know, you bang it out every day and it's awesome. But I think you kind of learn to roll with it a little bit more. Um, I had gotten to a point in my working out where if I didn't do it, like I was so mad at myself where now mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, what? I had a hard day at work. I'm, I'm tired. And if I try and work out, it's not going to be a win for anyone. So you're just going to have a bad workout anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to have a bad time. So I'd rather rest and really listen to my body. And then, you know, the next day I'll probably be feeling great. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of where I am right now on how I structure workouts. It's really intuitive. And, you know, if I have a leg day workout planned, but I don't feel like doing legs, I don't do legs. I do something else. So it's really now right. I, I'm, I'm a little bit more relaxed in, in my approach where I kind of went from, you know, not knowing anything to super hyper structured to mm-hmm. now just like I just do what I feel. Yeah. And I think that we could actually that's a great point to almost round out this entire episode is the importance of listening to your body. Absolutely. Because your body knows what is right for itself. And until you kind of give into that intuitive sense of what your body needs, like what your body needs, you're kind of going to be on the struggle bus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's definitely something I think we both wish that we knew earlier is Mm -hmm. to just be intuitive and listen to your body. Yes. But I'm pretty sure we have a whole episode planned just about that. We do. So we're not going to go any further in that. And I think that might be everything for us today. Rachel, do you have any final points at all? I think that is everything for me. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. And always remember, live like tea. Live like tea.